Amen. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to repeat that again. Are you healthy? I want you to think about that for a minute. Are you healthy? And, you know, I, I was thinking about this this week because, you know, dealing with a lot of different things and, and a lot of aches and pains from time to time. We start, man, am I really healthy? Am I doing am I, am I doing all I can do to stay healthy bodily wise, you know, in the natural? But also we're going to be talking about, you know, uh, two sides of that in our spiritual sense, too. So, you know, I, I know you know this, but sometimes we don't realize. I said, you know, uh, having your health is a huge blessing. Can I get an amen? amen? I mean, it's a huge blessing and you really don't know how good you felt till you start feeling bad. Amen. You know, uh, it's, it's crazy. You never realize how important your big toe is till you stump it. Right. Or I mean, have you, ever, have you ever got burnt or something on your finger? Man, it's like, wow, that's small, but that hurts. I mean, little things like that, that little thorn, little things like that. And if it's not taken care of, what does it do? It kind of festers up, doesn't it? So, you know, we want to be healthy. And, and so we want to take good care of ourselves. We want to be good stewards of this body that the Lord's given us. But so what's some of the things that we can do? You know, we put so much emphasis on, on, on staying healthy. If you look, if you watch TV, you know, drink this, you'll be healthier. Take this, you'll be healthier. And then six months later, that same commercial is with a lawyer saying, if you took this, you can go ahead and sue for that. You know what I mean? Have you all ever seen that? It's like six months ago, that was going to save my life. Now it's taking me out. You know, aren't you glad that you can never overdose on the word of God? Amen. More is better. I think so. You know, and so I was just sitting there thinking about it. So, you know, we, we try to stay in shape. You know, I know I try to do my thing. You know, hey, you know, you can get a gym membership. But guess what? You got to go. You got to go. That don't mean ride by it. That means you got to go in there. You know, and one of my buddies said, yeah, not only that, you just can't sit on the weight machine and talk to people. I was like, I was resting. They told me the other day, I was in there, one of my buddies coming in, and he said, I've been watching you. I said, yeah, man, I'm working there. He said, no, you've been sitting a lot. He said, that man, you know why he charges you? I said, why? He said, for rent. You need to move them weights. I said, thank you very much. Sometimes we, sometimes we need a little encouragement, don't we? I was like, man, it was so comfortable on that weight bench. I was going to take a nap. <laughs> but, you know, we look at that, so we go, but we, we, we join the gym, but we still got to go. Or maybe we'll start eating better a little bit, right? Salads and stuff. That's what I do. I get, I get on this thing, I get a salad, and then I get that ranch dressing and pour it on there like that, man. The stuff's oozing off and everything. And, then, and I really thought gravy was one of the food groups. You know what I mean? I, just, I mean, like, wow, what do you mean? It's, it's just cheese on a salad? Oh, yeah. So you got to watch out for those things. So, but then sometimes we'll buckle down and, and, and really take a good look at our health. And I said, you know, we, we take those choices and, and, and we start implementing those choices and, and changes in our life. And that's when we begin to see the results. Amen. So why would it be any different in our spiritual walk, in our spiritual health? That's what we want to talk about today. And I said, you know, so as we look at that, we know we need to take care of ourselves. We know we need to make decisions on, on what we eat and all those different things, but also what we feed on for our spirit. Amen. So I'm going to jump in with our scripture today. It's out of Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. Now, this is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Solomon was said to be the, the wisest man in the world outside of Jesus. Amen. And this is what he tells his people. Y'all ready? It's a good word for all of us. He said, my son, pay attention to what I say. You ever say that, dads? <laughs> Moms? My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Amen. God's looking at the whole situation. He's got something to say about every avenue in our life. Amen. He doesn't just leave us hanging out there. So over the next two weeks, I hope that we can carve out a really good workout plan so that we can get closer to the Lord, strengthen ourselves in the Lord, and also in those relationships. Amen. Does that, does that sound like a good plan? So part one, everybody ready for part one? Say amen. Oh, you guys are ready. I'm going to tell you what, man. Strong in the Lord. Well, you know how I like to do it. You know, I like to take a word and just kind of break it out and see what God's showing me, right? Because I'm a simple guy. But you know what? It's easier to hang on to some of those things when they're in bite-sized nuggets, isn't it? Here we go. Let's take a look at this. So under our H, I'm talking about hope and hearing and also our heart. So let's take a look at this. As I was praying this week, the Lord just showed me, said, hope is a turning point in any situation. You know, in any situation, if you got hope, that's your turning point. Now, we talk about this a lot. I'm not talking about, well, maybe or that kind of thing type hope. I'm talking about it's to look forward to something with a desire and confidence to believe, to desire and trust. Amen. So if we got hope and that brings us life. Guess what? When we don't have hope, what happens? We give you a word from the Lord on that. Proverbs 13, 12. What does it say? 
Hope deferred makes, makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. What desire has God put in your heart? What, what dream has he birthed in your heart? And see what happens when, when we start to lose hope, the dream starts to fade. I want to encourage you to dream and dream big. I, I encourage you to jump back in the game. God knows your timetable. He knows where you are. He knows our mistakes and all that. And he never throws his hands up and go, I'm done. He, he wraps his arms around you and says, come home, amen. I won't preach the prodigal son, but I love that. I love that. Matter of fact, like I said, last time we talked about that, it was the, the caring father, I think is even more of the better picture, amen. So I want to keep on rolling with that. So think about how that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Anybody play sports? Every now and then, once in a while? Okay, Houston, checkers. Yahtzee, okay, come on. My grandma was rough on Yahtzee. She'd be like, what's that over there? Come on, Granny. <laughs> she win because she kept score. But I love her anyway. <laughs> I'm just teasing, Grandma. I'm just teasing. But you know, but think about that when you're in sports. What do you do? You up there in baseball? Come on, Jeff, you be up there. You, you, put, the, you put the old stink out on him, don't you? He can't hit it. He can't hit it. Oh, what's the other one? You remember this? Pitcher, pitcher, we need a pitcher. We don't need a belly itcher. Y'all don't remember that? Well, I was catcher. I'll say that. <laughs> they look funny at you when you're like 17 doing that. They're going, what's up with that guy? Did he get hit in the head? You know? So, but you give him the, you give him the stare down. Yeah. You know, they get up there and you go, hey, hey. What about you see, the, well, it doesn't change even if you make money at doing stuff and big stuff. How about boxing? They get up there like this. Both the guy's face like that. I'm thinking, man, I hope they got some daggone breath mints if you're that close. But they're trying to put the stare down on him. The first one that looks away, he loses, right? What does he want to do? They want to, we don't want to rob that hope, right? That's what the enemy tries to do to us. He'll whisper, sit on your shoulder, say, you can't do that. You can't do that. Or a little won't hurt. And the next thing you know, you step over the side and then he goes, see, I told you. But God says, come on back, amen. So I want us to, to think about the hope that we have in Christ. Amen. That'll keep your heart healthy. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. I said, we have hope in the word of God. Notice I put a capital W, the word. Amen. Because the word is Jesus. Amen. Notice I, I said, you know, the word of God. Our hope is in the word. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we believe and we trust and we know he's faithful. Are you ready for a story? Are you ready? I, I, it took me everything just to get this far. I was going to put it later on. I said, oh, there's no way I can wait that long. I have to tell you right now. All right. Let's spend a little bit more time with Mama. And that's good stuff. And I had to do a funeral yesterday. And I was in between stuff. I was running back and forth. And just so happened, a lady and a little girl come knocked on my Mama's door. Now, I don't have any shirt on or anything. And I noticed they got like a little track in their hand. I said, oh, Lord. I ain't going to let them get away. So I went to the door, no shirt, anything else, and they're all dressed up and everything. I'm grabbing the dog. Like, but I said, hey, one second, I'd like to talk to you. And they're like, oh, yeah. I said, I'm sorry, I'm getting ready to do a funeral. I got to change my shirt, but I just want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, I want to take some time with you. I said, how are you? Now, I already know that this is the Jehovah Witness folks. Hear me out, my whole story. And I also know they don't believe like what we believe, okay? So. I said, how you doing today? She said, I'm doing fine. I said, well, that's not. And, and I talked to her a little bit. I said, well, what do y'all got going today? She said, well, we want to know what people believe about the Bible. <laughs> I said, come on. Well, my neighbors live next door to my mom. They're out back and they're going, oh, they did it now. Because they're, they're over there like they're cutting grass and doing stuff. They're going, you know. And Miss Lorraine, she's probably in her 80s. She's going, oh, boy. Yeah, they did it, right? I said, you ask me what I believe about the Bible? I said, I believe 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It's the inspired word of God. God breathed, man. It's perfect in everything so that we can take God's word and, and it'd be a lamp unto our feet. I said, that's awesome. She said, yeah. And I said, I said, do you know Jesus? She said, uh, well, yeah, but I mean, it's, she started, that's what I thought. Yeah. She missed what I was saying. <laughs> Perfect timing, right? And I said, I said, well, what are y'all counting on to get you to heaven? And she said, well, being obedient to the word. 
I said, oh, really? I said, so it works. She said, you just don't need to know the word because obviously you know the word. I said, yes, I know him. I know him, the word, Jesus. Notice something. I, I never came down on these folks or anything. I was loving them. I was just talking to them. We were just having come. Never did I talk down to them. Never did I did anything because God said they will know you by your fruit. They will know you by your love. I want to love them to the truth of God. Amen. So anyway, we're talking and she, and she goes back to and I said, she says, well, you've got to be obedient to the, the word of God. I said, so that's works based. Well, you've got to be obedient. I said, well, if it's my work, if I'm being obedient, I said, I think it's great to be obedient to the word of the Lord. I want you to hear that. I said, yeah, I, I desire to do what God asks of me and that. But I said, here's the truth of the matter. I missed the mark sometime. Do you? Well, yeah. I said, what do you do then? She said, you, you make the corrections. I said, of course, correction. I said, we do need to do that, don't we? And I said, but you know what? I said, that's why Jesus came. See, it's not a bunch of laws anymore. He fulfilled the law. And that little girl's looking. And I keep talking. And, and man, the Lord is just bringing forth the scriptures. I said, so, so, so what do you think about that? And she's still holding on to this. It's about a performance thing. And so I said, well, what, what do we do with this? By grace, you save through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift to God. I said, if I give you a gift and you never open it, you don't know what you got, do you? I said, but if you work for that gift, it really wasn't a gift, was it? And the little girl said, no. I said, you're right, honey, you're not. I said, is that your daughter? She said, no, it's my granddaughter. I said, I know you love her. I said, she really looks nice. I said, that's nice to you out with your grandma and stuff. She said, yeah. I introduced myself and everything. I said, you know what? I said, isn't it great that God just loves us unconditionally? On our worst day, God still sees the best. And of course, I talked about some of my favorite verses. I said, why were we yet sinners? Christ died for us. Isn't that amazing? And she's like, she started out with this big cheese and smile and she's going. It was going like this. And I just asked her a couple questions and I said, you know, I talked about that. I said, you know what I love? And she's still talking about this other thing and, you know, earning this and this and everything else. And I said, I said, you know what I love? And you all hear me say this about every week. I said, in Romans chapter eight, verse one, I put my arms out there and the, and the neighbors are going like this. Oh, he's on a roll now, right? And I said, man, I just love what the Lord says. And, you know, he's just talking about all, all this. He said, therefore, there's no condemnation for those in Christ. No condemnation. And then I said, you really do love your granddaughter, don't you? She said, yes, I do. I said, do you love her when she gets straight A's? She said, yeah. I said, would you love her if she got all that? She said, yeah. I said, so that's the same unconditional love that Jesus has for us. The little girl is looking at grandma real hard now. She's like, I like what he says. She's, she's, but I'm still loving them in the Lord. And I said, I said, I, I noticed that you're not smiling as much as you were when you first came up here. I said, uh, I said, you asked me. She asked me. All right. She came to my house and asked me. What does the Bible say? Always be willing to give account of what you believe. Never rude. Never disrespectful. Anything else other than I was half naked standing out there. So I apologize about that, you know. But I didn't want them to get away because that was an opportunity to speak into their life the truth of God. So anyway, I said, I, it, I said, I don't see that smile on your face. And she said, Oh, I'm okay. I said, Ma'am. I said, I know we don't believe the same things. I said, I appreciate you asking me about what I believe. And I said, This is who I believe Jesus is. I believe He's the Son of God. I believe there's one way to heaven. And I said, that's, that's what we believe here. And I, and I appreciate, uh, you know, uh, you caring and all those things. But uh, I wouldn't be interested in any of that. I said, you have a great day. And she said, okay. That whole time, you can love somebody to the Lord. I didn't have to debate anything or anything else. But, but you know what? She didn't really have an answer for what I was asking. You know? I was just quoting the scripture. I was just giving her the truth of God's word. And she would just go back. But you got You got to be obedient. You got to be obedient. Well, guess what? Who's obedient? Are we counting on Jesus? Amen. Let me make sure. Yes, we want to be obedient. You hear me? Yes, we are desires to do the best we can for the Lord. Yeah. And then we talk about the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit living in us. I said, see, Holy Spirit seals us. You know that? I said, that's in Ephesians one chapter one. I said, that's a great, that's a great place to dig in. So I was giving a reference to everything I was talking about. And my neighbors was going in, were like, ready to do some high-fiving over there. And I, and, I, and I talked to them later. I was like, that's not what that was about. It was just about an opportunity to share God's truth. So Miss Lorraine, I've known her. She, she said, I remember when they brought you home from the hospital. So I talked to her later. I did the funeral and came back. 
and, and uh, their daughter was over there and she said, I was waiting for him to come over here, she said, because I was going to tell him whatever he said, we believe it over here too. Right? And she said, Miss Lorraine, she said, you know, that was just the funniest thing. I said, what's that? She said, a half-naked preacher trying to lead somebody to Jesus on the front porch. I said, it was just my shirt. She said, I know, but I thought that was funny. <laughs> I said, you know what? We just love them where, where they are, you know? So, so what am I saying? Why do I even tie it in about the shirt and different things like that? You know what? I mean, because we've got to be ready in season and out, you know? And so that, that wasn't important to me. What was important to me is that, you know what? That one, I got to represent the Lord. And two, that they got to hear the truth of God's word. And also that that Holy Spirit would direct me to do that in a loving way so that their hearts would be open. Not a challenge, not a, I know this and you don't know that, not, not that, but, but in a loving way to represent God. And so, you know what? I pray that God will take that message and cultivate it in their heart. And they'll come to see the truth of God's word, that God's word stands on its own. Amen. That we're saved by grace through faith, not that ourselves, but it's a gift to God. That there's only one way to heaven. Right. And so a lot of times those things will come up. And so why do we study? Why do we want to be ready? Because those things are going to come up when you're trying to get out the door. Those things are going to come up when when the dog's trying to get out and you need to be somewhere else. That's when you need to be ready in season and out. Amen. So give the Lord a hand clap for his word always being ready. And we pray that, you know what, God will just encourage those folks. Amen. So, like I said, she knew some of the print. But when you know the word, you know Jesus. Amen. And they will always, always, always line up. Amen. Somebody, bring, my, my mother-in-law told me this a long time ago. If you study the truth and you know the truth. When somebody brings a lie in, let it go. If it doesn't line up with his word, that's not where you need to be. Amen. I'll pass that on. That's good counsel, Grandmama. I'll take that and pass that on. Well, let's keep on going. Let's go back to what we see. See up here on the whoa, board here. I'm sorry. Talk about hearing. We talked about hearing and listening not too long ago. Let's, let's jump in on that. I said, are you listening and applying the words of the Lord? Are you listening and applying? I said, do we really pay attention to the words of God? Do we turn our ears to the truth? Do we allow them to take root in our hearts so that they are what we live out of our lives? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But guess what? Today's a great day to start, isn't it? Today's a great day to start over if we need to. That's the greatest thing about God. One of the greatest things about God, his love, his mercy, his, his forgiveness. And, and that's what I want. I want people to hear. I want people to know that. Because, see, if I was following the God with the little G that she was talking about, wasn't a whole lot of love there, was it? You do right, you get right. You do wrong, you get wrong. That's not grace. What's grace? God's unmerited, unearned favor. He loves you because he loves you. Because he loves you. Amen. That's what I want you to hear today. So we need to pay attention to what God has for us. Amen. Are we listening and applying the truth? I pray. You know, when we have these things here, our little handout, I pray you take some notes. Put them in your Bible. Put them, put them up on your refrigerator. Go back through that later on and, and pull out a few things. You know, hey, God's speaking to you just like he's speaking to me. He might be revealing some other things uh, that he wants to share in your life. So take advantage of what God's doing and write it down. Amen. So we can do it right here, right now. And I had a few things I just before I jump off the slide. I said the hope of the Lord is, is a destination changer. You hear what I'm saying? The hope of the Lord is a destination changer. When we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work of the Lord, our destination Final destination has changed from hell to heaven. Amen. Nothing you can add to it. Right. Because it's finished. He said this is finished. It's the perfect sacrifice. Amen. Why do you talk about that so much? Because there's people out in the street telling you something different all the time. There's people all over the place telling you, you got to earn it. You got to you got to perform a certain way. You got to do all that. You know what that does? You know, you know what? It irritates me. It irritates me because you're saying Jesus won't good enough. That's what I'm hearing. You're saying that the blood of my Savior was not enough to cover sin. That's a lie. That's a lie. Amen. So when you get that in your heart, you say, no, no, no. I'm trusting in that right there. And I told him yesterday, just like I say here, he said, well, you know what, Mr. Buddy, or would you go to, to heaven if you died? Absolutely. Why? Because you're a preacher? No. Why? Because you know the Bible's a little bit? No. Why? No, because Jesus Christ paid my price and I asked him to save me from my sin. Amen. That little girl was listening to every word I said. Every word. I pray 
that that seed takes hold and grows into the fullness of salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So guess what? I said you can hear the truth and applying the truth is totally different. You can hear the truth because I told them the truth. But if they didn't apply it, that's not going to change much in their life. But I tell you something else. Their life is not going to change the truth. Amen. We're not going to change the truth. We can receive it. We can share it. We can live it. We can run from it. The truth does not change. Amen. Aren't you glad as much changes in the world right now that Jesus never changes? God Almighty never changes. And let me tell you, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. There are a lot of changes going on. How many people have been watching the news a little bit? Crazy stuff going on. We'll hit that in just a minute. But right now, I want you to know that God is for you. Amen. And the last thing I'm saying, you know what? I'm talking about are we healthy? I said a healthy heart is one that is filled with Christ. Amen. A healthy heart is one that is filled with Christ. Everybody doing good? Oh, yeah. Well, let's keep on going. Well, we're already to the E already. Of health. Talking about the eyes and the encounter and experiencing. Verse 21 comes on here and says, Do not let them out of your sight. His words now. Keep them in your heart. So we need to have our eyes open to what's happening. Our focus will lead our feet either into trouble or into blessing. Amen. Got a little something here for you. I was, I was reading the other day, and this is mild compared to what some of the things are happening in the world. But <clears throat> I want to share this with you. This is uh, in the paper. Uh, I looked online. And this is on Friday, August the 8th, 2014. So we're in real time, sir. It said, Ten Commandments Monument Must Go. Ready? It says, A federal judge says a New Mexico city must remove a monument inscribed with the Ten Commandments from the lawn in front of the Bloomfield City Hall. The Daily Times reported that Senator, uh, excuse me, Senior a U.S. District, District uh, Judge James A. Parker issued a ruling Thursday in a lawsuit filed by the American Civil Liberty Union saying the monument constitution government speech and has the principal, ready for this, principal effect of endorsing religion. In a 32-page opinion, catch that, Parker says that the city of uh, uh, Bloomfield clearly violated the First Amendment's established clause and must take the monument down by September the 10th. We need to be watching what's going on in the world. This is mild to some of the things going on around the world. The suit was filed on behalf of two Bloomfield residents. Two people. Two people. Man. See, I get a little excited about that. Right? Who said that the monument violates their religious freedoms. Let's go on here. City attorney said private individuals erected and paid for the monument under a 2007 city resolution. So the city didn't even pay for it. And two people out of the whole town said, we don't like that. And so now everybody else has to suffer. What's up with that? We need to rise up. We need to. I'm not talking about being, you see, rising up and people looting and breaking. and That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know what? We need to give account for what we believe. Amen. Do you know right now, and I haven't followed all of it. It's, it's crazy. There's been a lot going on. I mean, people are being beheaded for the faith of Christ. Amen. You see what I'm saying? We sit here and it's all comfortable and all this stuff. And, and we have some encouraging messages. messages. But I'm going to tell you, don't think that what's happening in another part of the world can't come here. Amen. So that's why we study. And that's why we get ready. And that's why we speak the word. And when we see something like that, we say, hold on. How come all of a sudden two people say, well, I don't like that. What about the other 10,000 people, whoever? Where, where are we at? Where are we at? We said, no, wait a minute. Doesn't it go both ways? You like that? I don't like that. Well, it sounds like that the, the minority is, is getting over on the majority. Isn't that always the case here lately? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not going to get sidetracked on the news. I just want you to be aware of what's going on in the world. You know, every time we turn around. And they keep edging God out. Edging God out, edging God out. And then they go, well, where was God? You edged him out. You know what? The Lord's a gentleman. Okay. That's what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want. But I tell you what, as Christians, what we want, we want to be a mirror of Christ in those situations. That's why when somebody knocks on your door and says, what do you believe about the Bible? Oh, bring it on. I'll tell you what, that's, that's, that's a word of life right there. That's the truth of God's word right there. That's what I'm basing everything I, I, I believe on right there. That's what my eternity is based on right there. You know? 
And yeah, I want to live it the best I can, but the truth is, I don't always live it the best. But you know what? God came because I couldn't live it the best. He came and made a way in Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's keep our eyes on that. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Good deal. We need to encounter our Lord daily. You need to touch God every day. Amen? I know I do. I think about that all the time. I says, as we walk with the Lord, we begin to react like the Lord. When God touches lives, you ready for this? Lives get changed. When God touches lives, lives get changed. I'm going to go back to that meeting with the, the young lady and her, and her grandmother. I want to react like the Lord. How did Jesus react to people? He started right where they were. Amen. And he pointed them to the Father. That's all I did. That's all he asked us to do. Point them to Jesus. Amen. You know what? I don't know if they're thinking any different this morning, but I do know this. They got the truth, amen? And the truth will set you free. Let's keep on going. What have you encountered about God? Do you know him? Do you know him? I went to pick up some, uh, something from the store the other day, uh, some medicine and stuff. And uh, usually, you know, I'm a kind of shy guy, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody said, are we talking about the same guy? I get excited about what God's doing. And there's a young lady that works back behind the counter, and I didn't see her there. And, and uh, I see him from time to time. And all of a sudden, I was getting ready to leave, and I heard somebody said, hey. I said, hey. She said, how's your mom doing? I said, we're hanging in there. She gave me a big hug. I said, you know what? I really appreciate your smile. She says, you just don't know how much I appreciate your smile, especially today. And I started to walk. I said, and I just stopped. I said, what's going on? She said, you know, sir, they really treated me bad today. I said, they did. I said, I'm sorry. She said, uh, me too. I said, I said, but you know what? You got something that you can do about it. I didn't say break stuff, jump around. I said, you got a choice on how you're going to respond to them. You got a choice. They can't take that away from you. You got a choice how do you respond to them. And I know that the Lord's going to lead you to respond in a Christ-like manner. You have a great day and I'll see you later. Thanks. Next day, I had to go back and pick up something else. Guess who met me at the door? My friend. She said, sure was a better day than it was yesterday. Thanks. Thanks. Sometimes that word at the right time is so priceless. Amen. What happens if you're going through a tough time? Somebody said, well, I wouldn't do that to me. Get the old chicken neck going. They wouldn't do that to me. If they did that to me, I'd tell you what I'd do. But that's not what she needed to hear that day because she'd been looking for a job today. But maybe we can be like Jesus and encourage them. Maybe we can just speak a word of love, a word of encouragement, a word of life to them and make everything just, you know what, come to a point where we start seeing more of God and less of the situation. Amen. Because I can tell you, within 24 hours, everything changed in that young lady's life. And guess what? She had a big smile on. She had a smile on the day I saw her, but things were going on in, in, in the, on the work site. And she had a bigger smile the next day. What am I saying? Because those things that we look to do a lot of times are right in front of us. They're right in front of us, and there's opportunities to speak into somebody's life right here, right now. Think about when somebody goes some. Ask the Lord to give you the words before you give them your word. Amen? So have you ever said something and you go, Oh, I wish I could reel that back in. I guess I'm the only one, right? No, all of us have it sometime, right? You go, Ooh. And if that's the case, be quick. Say, so, you know, I, I had a little chance to think about it a little more. I probably, you know, I didn't really look at it through somebody else's eyes. Or, you know, I didn't seek the Lord on that before. I, I tried to give you some counsel. So you know what? Keep our eyes on the Lord. He says, do not let them uh, lose sight. Don't lose sight of God's word. And keep them within your heart. Let's keep on rolling. Have you encountered? What have you encountered about God? You know what I've encountered about God? His love. His grace. His mercy. His forgiveness. Amen. What else? Think about that. I, I'm going to ask you. This is not the nerd. I'm going to ask you. Close your eyes one second. Close your eyes one second. I'm going to say one word. And then I'm going to just point to a couple people. And I'm going to ask you the first word that comes to your mind. When I say this word. Everybody ready? Get, ready? Jesus. Miss Debbie, what are you thinking? What's the first thing that comes to mind? My life. Dan, when you think when I say that, what do you think? Love. Love. 
Son. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah, love. There's no wrong answer there when we find the character. Any, any of those things that is, is the characteristics of Christ, that's good. But you know, Miles, what you got? What do you think? Amen. Ain't it something? That's good stuff. Think about that this week. When something comes up, when something comes up, this is, this is so cool because this is only an outline. This is only an outline. And God says, you know what? I, I want to know. I, I, I want them to see. See, you might know what you think, but when you speak it, you reveal what God's showing you. Grandmama, what are you thinking? When you, when you hear Jesus. Love. Yeah. Yeah. One more. Mike. Hope. Wow. That's our Savior. That's the one that paid the price for you. That's the one that walked on the water. That's the one that rose from the grave, man. So now, next time something comes up and you say, Jesus, you insert that into your situation. Wow. Isn't that something? Every situation has hope in it if we choose to to look for it. Amen. Let's keep on going. Take a a look at this. Psalm 34, 8. I love this. Y'all ready? Read that with me. Here we go. One, two, three, read. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Isn't that the truth? I said, see, what happens is we need to taste and see that the Lord is good. He's the one that transforms our appetites, amen, into into the word instead of the world. Are you healthy? Are you eating from, from God's word, amen? I said, you can see very quickly that our appetites affect every part of our health, amen? Look at that. They do studies all over the world. You might go to China or something like that, and they say, well, they eat a lot of fish and cancer's down or something. Or, or they'll do some studies, and these people eat a certain way, and, and they have high blood pressure. All that has to do, all those things feed in there. And because I don't know what it is, we'll have to see what it is. I don't know. Uh, you know, we got so many opportunities right here in our community to eat so many different places and so many different things, you know. We're blessed, aren't we? We're really blessed when we look around. But you know what? Taste and see that the Lord is good. How do we do that? By experiencing his touch, encountering his son, and reading his word. Walking it out. Amen. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? All right. I can't wait to keep on trucking. Here we go. Well, we talked about appetite a little bit. Anybody got a good appetite? You know I do. If I turn sideways, you'll miss half the slide. Amen. I got a good appetite. Let's keep on going. So here's the question is, what do you hunger for? What are you hungry for? Man, when we look at the world, I believe that, that we can find, and I put this down, I said we can find a buffet full of answers for that question, amen? We really could, you know? Many hunger for power, some for fame, money, respect, attention. But look what the Bible says, y'all ready? Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled, amen? See, I pray that we hunger and thirst for his righteousness, that God wants to fill us with his best. Do you believe God wants the best for you, Amen. If you don't, let me help you with that. He does. And you know how I know that? Because he sent his best for you, Jesus Christ. Amen. Think about that. Think about that for just a second. Think about that. You love people. You love your friends. You love your family and stuff like that. And the Bible talks about, well, maybe, maybe somebody might lay their life down for a good guy. You know. But see, Jesus looked at the picture, the whole deal, for the sinner. That's us. Amen. Not for the guy that just took somebody's lunch money, for the murderer, for all these, all those things. See, see, that's how do you grasp that type of love with our little peanut brain, especially mine? Man, the love of God, the love of God. And, and then, then implement that into your life for me. See, that's what ha- happens so many times. People don't make it for me. They make it, well, maybe it's for them, but not for me. It's for all of us that will call upon the name of Jesus. Amen. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. God's not trying to keep any good thing from you, amen? Isn't that something? You know, as moms and dads, we like to give good gifts, right? I mean, we do. I love to do stuff for my kids and stuff like that. And I love it when my kids do stuff for me. Oh, did that come out? <laughs> he loves it when they say, no, oh, I'll just play it. But you know what? Isn't it nice when we, we do stuff for one another? It is. Miles, you laugh. I like it when my friends do stuff for me. <laughs> And you do a lot. You do a lot. A lot of prayers. 
encouragement and things like that. But you know what? When you, you, you think about all those things, man, we have such the opportunity and ability to help one another, to carry the load, to encourage somebody. Man, I'm going to tell you what, a handshake, a hug, a, a text or something goes a long way. You know, follow, how was your doctor's appointment? You know, and, and let me just say this. Well, I, I was thinking about this on the ride over here. It's not so much what you say. It might be the tone that you say. So we need to watch how that is. But I'm going to tell you what. 49 years old. Don't know a whole lot of, of, of a whole lot. But I do know one thing, that your body language will tell you a whole lot more than you think. Amen? Because if you meet, deal with a lot of people, I go, hey, Miss Debbie, how you doing? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm great. That might tell me she might be having a rough day. Or if I say, Mike, uh, how you doing? And he goes, well, how, how's, uh, how's things at work? And I start to tell him, and he starts looking at that, looking back. Did you say something? Man, can't we just give somebody our undivided attention just for a little bit? What about a little compassion? I will tell you this. When you walk through tough times, God starts calibrating your heart. And you start seeing things maybe a little bit different. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. But what I pray happens during those times that God will cultivate in us a heart of mercy and grace in this. Thanks. You know, man, you, you talk to a lot of different folks and stuff, and you realize, sometimes you think, am I making a difference? I mean, am, am, is anybody listening to me? Does anybody say that? I know y'all are. But sometimes you just, you know, and I appreciate that, but I want you to hear what God has to say. And then you have a rough day. And then somebody comes alongside at the right time. Gotta give you that phone call. Gotta give you that note. Gotta, gotta give you that, that, that person you hadn't seen in 20 years, 30 years. And they say, hey man, you remember such and such? That's a blessing. See, you're sowing that seed, you're sowing that seed, you're sowing that seed, you're sowing that seed, and you're sowing that seed, and you just want to see some results. Man. Had somebody tell me this week, man, just bless me. You know, you probably don't know this, but you sure have taught me a lot about forgiveness. I've seen a lot of forgiveness in your life over the years. Wow. You know what that said to me? I see Jesus in you. That's awesome. And there's probably some days that you think, where is Jesus in him? You know? You know, he's like, I know he's in there somewhere. But you know what? We just keep getting up. And we try to be better the next day. But I want to remind you, it never has anything to do about you getting out of the family of God. Amen? Amen. Go back to this. I had no idea I'd be preaching so much about that visit yesterday. What did I say? Do you love your granddaughter when she gets straight A's? Absolutely. And she never even flinched when I said, would you love her if she got all straight, straight F's? And that little girl looked like, well, Grandma. And she said, yes. Unconditional love is an amazing thing. And that's what God offers you. Whet your appetite with that, amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Because you know what? A lot of times we don't realize that we are accepted, amen. Acceptance. Do you know that God accepted you when you accepted his son? Ain't nothing else you could do. That's it. Right then. Right there. Man, that's so huge. But we walk away and we walk out of here like, like, we're, like we're orphans. We're not. We've been adopted into the family of God. We need to tap into that. When everybody else walks away, when the credits are rolling on the end of the movie and you feel like you are down and out, remember, the God said, you're still mine. Isn't that great? Everything else stripped away. God says, you know what? I know where you are. You ever had one of those days? Have you ever walked out in the back of where you work at and nobody's out there and you go, what's going on? I didn't know I do that at work sometimes. Either. I said, what's going on? I thought it was going to be different and God says I know exactly where you are and I said okay okay and keep on going and then somebody you don't even think would speak into your life says you're walking going and they put their hand on your back and said hey did y'all finish that job I said yeah we're working on it I said I'm just trying to be an encourager in the job and that person says I really believe that's why you're here anyway. 
and walks the other way. Can God work through that guy? Absolutely. Can he work through you? Absolutely. Can he work for him and her? Absolutely. Now, he had no idea what he just spoke into my life. I'm out on the blast pad at work, hollering at God, going, what's going on? What's happening? What's going on? I mean, I'm right here. I feel a little lonely today. God said, I know where you are. I know exactly where you are. And 10 minutes later, the most, I don't want to say, the person that you would least think would say something, says something like that. And I just smile. I said, God's working all the time at me. That's that encounter with God. That's the evidence of God moving through there. That's the appetite that God's continued to cultivate in our hearts. Amen. Let's take a look at this. We are accepted in his son. Look at this. Romans 15, 7. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. So God will be given glory. Going back again. I didn't try to put nobody in the chicken wing and tell them about Jesus. I just tell them, you know what? Let me tell you about it. The Lord I serve. Can you do that? Can you do that if somebody was asking you? You don't have to know a bunch of Bible verses or anything. What is it? Remember what we did just now? Jesus. He's love. He's my life. He's my forgiveness. He's my savior. He's mercy. He's grace. He's my hope. Wow. Man. Now that's powerful. And guess what? I don't believe we will ever run out of words describing the goodness of God. Amen. Maybe all the words that I know, but there's, there's more than enough words in heaven. I, I don't know what I'm going to be saying. I'm probably just going to be gone. That's probably the only time you'll hear me shut up, right? You go by and say, I know he should be here. He's over there and he's just going, just like that, man. He didn't say a word. I can't talk. He's so awesome. The glory of God. We're right there. No more pain, no more suffering. None of these things. No Vepco bill. Come on. No cable bill. That's crazy. Somebody say something about the cable. We need to pray over the Cox cable. Goodness gracious, man. That's something else. I'm just talking about real life. Talking about an appetite. I lost my appetite when I got my bill. <laughs> I'm looking at this and my goodness. Surely they, what, what, did, what happened here? Why are you bringing that up? Because things change all the time. Things change all the time, but God never changes. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I say this here for you. I said the assurance of Christ depletes the stress of the world. See, when I take that and I put it up against it, I say, well, you know what? That's, that's what it is. God, you're going to have to provide for it. And he does. If that's what I need, Lord, you know all my needs. I know that they can be met in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to just trust that you can do it. Do I know how he's going to do it? I don't know. Can I trust that he will do it? Absolutely. Has he done it before? Absolutely. I don't know about you guys. I've never missed a meal. There's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff and different things like that. And there's, there's things that sometimes are not that comfortable. But he didn't come so he could be comfortable, amen? <laughs> you know? A lot of times we think, well, he just came so everything would be just rosy for me. Well, you know, our salvation is pretty doggone rosy, isn't it? You know, that we'll never have to taste of hell because we're going to be in heaven. But you know what? I believe eternal life starts the day you call on the name of Jesus. We can start walking in that experience and that peace, amen? Let's keep on rolling. So I say this here. Avoid the stress by choosing God's best. Who's God's best? Jesus, Amen. Over and over, I said, you know what? When we look at this here, we can just apply this in our lives so much. When we go back here, I'm going to go back to that scripture again. Therefore, accept each other as Christ has accepted you as, so that God will be given glory. Do we give people second chances, third chances? I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm saying be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Let the love of Christ come through there. I want you to know that we have insurance. Mm. I had something in here I wanted to share with you guys here. Mm -mm -mm. I said, you know, another part of being healthy is having the assurance of Christ. I said, let's look at the word assurance. I know I wrote this down. What does that really mean? Check this out. When I wrote, when I looked at this word, the synonym for this, it said it's a pledge. It's a declaration. It's his word. It's an oath. And it's a promise. So you could say it this way. The promises of God are greater than the problems of the world. Amen. See, if you don't see God's promises bigger than the problems of the world, you're going to be in an upside down relationship and your lips going to hang down like this and you're not going to have much hope and you're not going to have the peace that passes all understanding. But we give God proper place in our life, exalting him and experiencing him and encountering him. We realize that he's the one that rose from the dead. He's the one that is the author and finisher of our, our faith and that he has got this whole universe holding it together by his power. Amen. So when I start looking at that's why it's good to know who Jesus is. 
That's why it's good to know what God has done. Because then when the problem comes, I say, wait a minute. I'm on team Jesus, amen? That's my heavenly father. That's my heavenly father. I had a great dad. Some people didn't. But you know what? He couldn't do what Jesus did. Amen? So I want us to look a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher. Let your eyes focus on the gaze of Christ. Amen? That's what I hope we see today. Avoid the stress by choosing God's best. I said, look to Jesus and rest in the truth. I had a bunch of things for A in here. Appetite, assurance, uh, uh, attitude, acceptance, attention, and avoidance. We need to avoid some of this nonsense of the world, right? Avoid some of the... People talking all the time about negative. So anybody know anybody negative? Don't point to me. I usually I'm not that negative. You know, there's some times that I'll get a, a rough spot like that. But you know what? What happens? You, you tend not to want to hang out with them, right? Negative Ned. Hey, how's everything going? Well, you just wouldn't believe that. I'm not saying that you don't go through some tough times. But if every time I call you, you're still there, them phone calls are going to get spaced out, amen? I mean, you can pray for them and everything else. If you ever try to encourage somebody and give them something to go on and apply this in your life and all this, and six months later, and they go, yeah, but. Wow. Isn't that a shame? How many people like buffets? Come on. Now go ahead and raise a hand because if you, I know there's more than that because there's always a long line at buffets, okay? We like buffets, right? Right? You can get anything you want as much as you want. But you know what? I also see that in the blessing realm of what Christ has. He has more than enough, but so many times we leave a lot on the table, amen? We leave a lot on the table. Don't leave anything that God's got for you on the table. I pray that we receive it all, amen? Avoid the stress of the world by choosing God's best. Walking with Jesus. I'm going to bring it home on this one right here. Hope you guys are enjoying this. I said, are you healthy? Let's go back to this again. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health in one's whole body. You know, this, this week and next week, we're going to be talking about how to stay healthy. And you know, primarily, I'm talking about our spiritual health. But you know what? God wants us healthy. Because you know what? If I can't walk and move and do and different things, it's going to be hard for me to serve the Lord uh, in the fullness that I want to. That does not mean I can't serve the Lord. Because I know a lot of people that maybe be going through a difficult time and difficult seasons that maybe, you know, they don't think that they're that effective. But I can tell you what, you can just speak a word and it can change everything. Amen. What word is it that God's putting on your heart to share with somebody today? Word of encouragement, a word of hope. Amen. A word of blessing, a word of mercy, a word of forgiveness. Maybe it's a phone call we need to make. Maybe it's something that we just need to just, hey, man, Lord, what is it you want to show us? This week, I want to ask you, what are you going to do different in your diet? I'm not talking about your weight. I'm not talking about any of those things. I got a mirror, okay? I'm talking about in your spiritual diet. How will you feed this week? How will you feed your heart? How will you feed your hope? How would you feed your family the Word of God? I pray today that through something said in here, that we focus our eyes and our attention on to what God has in His Word. I pray that we, we realize, just like it says in verse 22, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Because I can tell you one of the biggest things I believe that you'll find in our medical field, when they can't put their finger right on it, what do they say? Stress. Stress. It must be stress. I'm going to tell you what. The way we reduce stress it's trust in Jesus. Amen. Not minimizing your deal, but I will tell you this. I want to point you to the best thing I know. My friend Jesus, my Savior, the Lord of all, the King of the universe, the one that loves you more than you'll ever be able to, to, to get a grip on in this mind. Aren't you glad you know him today? Give the Lord a hand clap. Let's pray. <laughs> Father God, I thank you for today. Thank you for continuing molding us, Lord working on our lives, taking us where we are, Lord. And as I think back over some of the things we shared today, I, I just pray that, you know, as we look at the craziness of the world, that we take the word into the world to transform that back into what you have it to be. That we be the light in the darkness, that we, we use your word as the lamp unto our feet. And I pray as people hear about this later on today on the internet, that they can, they can really sit down and think about, man, am I healthy? What do you mean, are you healthy? I'm not talking about your blood pressure necessarily. But I'm going to tell you what, are you healthy in the Lord? How do you become healthy in the Lord? 
First you call on the name of Jesus and you have a personal relationship with him, realizing that our sin separates us from, from an awesome and powerful holy God. However, he made a way. We call on the name of the Lord. And then we walk that out. And we listen and we grow and we, we become disciples of Christ. And that's why I want to encourage you uh, each and every week to bring your Bibles, to dig in your Bibles, to pray, to encourage one another and step into the fullness of what God has for us. I'm going to read it again. Verse 22, for they are life. He's talking about his word to those who find them and help to one's whole body. Don't go to the buffet and just get the wings. You can have steak, amen? You can have the whole thing. You can have it all. Jesus Christ did not come for you to just barely make it to heaven, amen? He came to give you life in abundance. And we find that through our relationship with the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the day. And if there's one here that does not know you, I pray that today is the day that they call on the mighty name of Jesus for forgiveness, for, for just grace and mercy. Lord, we know that you say when we call on your name, we will be saved. When we understand that our sin separates us from you. And you've done all that is necessary. All that is required has been complete. What must we do to be saved? Believe along the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Believe in his finished sacrifice. If you're here today and you're going through a tough time, I want to encourage you that you know what God is for you. That you know what? I pray that you encounter Christ each and every day. How do we do that? Through his word, through prayer. Through worship, I want you to think about worship. Sing him a song. Get in his presence. He's not running from you. He's running to you. Amen. Father God, I thank you for each one here. I thank you for the ones that couldn't make it today. Uh, that you be with them. Be with them as they travel. For those that are under the weather, Lord, we pray healing to their body. We pray the word of God takes root in each of our hearts so that we can be a mirror of Christ. Not only to each other here, but to all we encounter throughout the day. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, indeed. Something about praising the Lord just changes the whole atmosphere, doesn't it? It just changes everything. So we got a really good song.